Welcome to the PSR Power Talk podcast, produced by Power Systems Research. Hello, everyone from Power Systems Research. I'm your host, Emiliano Marzoli, editor of PSR Power Talk. And today we'll discuss the economic outlook for Russia with Maxim Sakov, our market consultant in Moscow. And thank you very much for joining us uh, today, Maxim. Uh, thank you for having me on show, Emiliano. Uh, you're most than welcome. Uh, Maxim, tell us a little bit, uh, what do you see for the Russian economy for the rest of uh, 2021 and for 2022 based on uh, what you've seen so far in the first nine months of the year? In uh, your third quarter forecast, you, you know that uh, uh, Russia has successfully worked its way through the third wave of COVID-19. Can you give us some more insights? Uh, yes, uh, new rest- uh, the restrictions implemented in June have been cancelled or reduced significantly. Uh, new restrictions are not planned at the moment. However, uh, the things can be changed because right now we see increase of new infection cases. Yeah, the, the situation remains uncertain, like in, in the rest of, of Europe and, and the world, for sure. Um, what do you see for the Russian economy for uh, for Q4 then? Yeah, uh, the Russian economy has been improving each quarter this year. In the second quarter, industrial growth was uh, 10%, according to government statistics. Uh, we expect uh, GDP growth for uh, this year to reach about 4%. That's that's very solid, um, Maxim. The the Eastern Economic Forum held in in back in September usually provides a good barometer of economic activity. Uh, what can you tell us about this year's event? Uh, the value of a contract signed uh, was uh, about uh, 60 billion US dollars or uh, four and a half uh, trillion rubles. That's uh, 32 percent more than in 2019. In 2020, the forum was cancelled because of COVID. That sounds impressive compared to 2019. Are there any negatives to to Uh, this? Yes, yes. uh, The inflation is the biggest problem Mm, now. Right. Uh, Raw uh, material prices like uh, wood and metals are going to the skies. Other commodities uh, like uh, natural gas, uh, electric power, gasoline and diesel are controlled. So there are no such rallies there. However, uh, we can still see the risk for these uh, commodities. In turn, it causes the price increases for industrial and uh, consumer goods. On top of it, uh, Russian central bank uh, hikes the uh, basic rate to 6.5%. Yeah, it's still it's still so a bit of a complicated situation as as it is in the rest of Europe as well. Um, let's let's now look a little bit uh, more into our industry and let's start with uh, one of the most important uh, segments in the Russian economy, uh, which is the uh, agricultural segment. Can you give us some information? Agriculture market in Russia uh, has increased 1.5 times in the first half of 2021. Uh, production volume is up uh, 45% and uh, reached 112.7 billion rubles or uh, 1.5 billion US dollars. The biggest growth was uh, tractors uh, up 43% 
to uh, 2,800 units. Uh, then sprayers up 37.3 percent to 900 units, and grain combines uh, up uh, more than 10 percent to 3.8 thousand units. This is a very strong growth. I mean, these are really serious performances. I assume part of it is is justified by recovery from last year's recession. Uh, are there any other factors in play for, to, to justify such big numbers? Yes, uh, the growth is uh, driven by following uh, factors. It's the increase in uh, prices of uh, agriculture products uh, like grain, then uh, expectation of increase in machine prices uh, because uh, possible future reduction in subsidies. But uh, here, uh, additional government uh, funding is possible. This year, in 2021, 140 million US dollars uh, are already sent in subsidies and uh, 70 million dollars more is being considered. However, uh, here uh, the growth is restricted by the lack of inventory. That's uh, an issue that is involving a lot of OEMs, for sure. Um, Maxim, the construction segment usually sees similar trends uh, to, to agriculture. What's going on with this, uh, with this segment? Here, uh, the main problem is uh, inflation as well. Uh, the material price hikes, uh, machinery price hikes, uh, so the state as a reaction planned to add uh, to a trillion rubles uh, for infrastructure project in the next uh, five years uh, to compensate uh, inflation. Uh, right, so this is big project. Um, what's happening on the consumer side of construction? Consumer construction uh, includes apartments, uh, shops, uh, warehouses and so forth. The apartments is the biggest. Here we see the lack of demand. Recently, government uh, has increased uh, subsidized uh, mortgage rate from 6% to 7.5% and uh, dropped the credit limit to $40,000. As a result, it cut demand by more than 20%. That's for sure being impact. Any any trend you can talk about uh, for the for the industrial segments? Rising prices for commodities has uh, boosted uh, mining and the uh, instruction industries. Uh, mining company increasing investment uh, to meet uh, growing demand uh, for commodities. Also, we have uh, uh, we see uh, the plans of Russian government, uh, Russia plans to increase coal extraction to 530 million tons by uh, 2024 and looks to gain a 25% share of the world coal market. It includes uh, increasing coal shipment to China. As a result, uh, local OEMs, including Kamas, are developing new own mining machines uh, to meet uh, increased market demand. That's very interesting. and. Uh the new German government that is forming has just announced that uh, they want to exit coal. So it'll be interesting to see if, if uh, Russia will be um, able to gain even more uh, exports uh, if, if Germany is going to abandon the segment. Um, let's talk about Lohen Garden, Maxim. What do you think about that? There was a sharp decline in 2020, but now the market is uh, bouncing back uh, because uh, postponed demand is uh, kicking in. Uh, then, uh, 
when the demand is filled, uh, the market uh, is uh, expected uh, to be flat. Also, there are uh, supply chain problems caused by COVID. Do you see similar issues when we talk about um, light commercial vehicles? Currently, Emiliana, there is not enough inventory available to keep up with demand in uh, LCVs. Pent-up demand is uh, driving sales, uh, so the market is expected to show significant uh, growth this year. Here we see uh, following factors. The state support this sector, but the privileged credit programs uh, were dropped. Instead of it, uh, sponsored leasing is maintained and uh, direct purchased by state are maintained for school buses and ambulance cars. So, uh, in total, the state plans to invest about 70 million US dollars here as uh, subsidies in 2021. Right, so a lot of support, that's for sure. Let's move on to medium and heavy vehicles, commercial vehicles. Uh, segment continues to grow and we expect plus 20% this year. That's that's uh, really positive. What factors are driving this growth? First of all, it's a growing demand for cargo transportation. Then the state support for heavy OEMs. This is a direct support, a large infrastructure project and uh, restriction measures uh, like uh, utilization fees, which uh, restricts imports and uh, stimulate uh, local production. Among the fundamental factors, we can point out uh, the necessity in uh, fleet uh, renewal, because uh, average age of a truck in Russia is uh, 17 years. Uh, regarding bus market, it's uh, also growing, and uh, we can see a state investment in uh, alternative uh, fuel vehicles. For example, recently the state uh, adopted the program and according to it, uh, about 10 million US dollars are planned for electric vehicles de development. Also, we see uh, hydrogen vehicles prototypes shown by leading Russian OEMs. Right, Maxim, we can see some different trends between the light commercial vehicles and the medium and heavy commercial vehicles. Staying on the road, what is uh, going on with cars? The situation is uh, different is with cars. Uh, there are mixed uh, trends here. Uh, first uh, seven months of 2021, we see 33% growth uh, in production, but 30% sales decline for August. And my reason identified for the decline is a cheap deficit, but the lack of demand is also included. Uh, we need to know uh, that 60% of cars in Russia is purchased with a credit or leasing. Now, sponsored credit programs uh, for passenger cars are reduced or eliminated, so only 40% uh, of the market remains. And uh, here we see probably a big shrinking of the demand and the dealers are preparing for it by reducing inventories and uh, maintaining long waits uh, for the client uh, who are going to purchase a car. Uh, on top of it, the inflation is uh, here as well. Some brands have already increased prices, 
more expected to do it in the nearest future. So, Maxim, and um, here in Europe, in North America for sure as well, passenger cars and SUVs are um, amongst the segments that suffered the most from supply chain issues. Uh, you mentioned it uh, before. Uh, could you give us some more inf- insights on the situation in Russia? Well, uh, logistic issues in Russia are not like uh, the problems is in UK or US. There are no significant shortage of uh, truck drivers and uh, stevedores, and uh, most of the problems are related to unavailability or delays in supply of imported goods, parts of component, including semiconductor chips. I, I would imagine, hope that the situation is uh, is different when uh, we look at power generators. Yes, higher oil prices have boosted uh, genset sales because companies and uh, investors are putting money into oil drilling. Companies are buying uh, more equipment. Also, here we see increased demand for power uh, backup for from various uh, industries. Needs in reserve power is followed uh, by increased uh, warehouses opening plus uh, 25%. In future, we expect uh, the growth will be continued, but in a slower rate. Okay, so that, that's definitely another segment uh, showing a positive trend. Finally, Maxim, I would like to discuss uh, the, the marine segment. Uh, these also seem to be a growing uh, industry in Russia. Well, development of uh, the shipbuilding complex uh, during middle term will be driven by increase of uh, direct state orders and the orders uh, from uh, large uh, companies. Uh, so uh, many vessels are planned and uh, already under construction. Among them, uh, drilling platforms, icebreakers, gas carriers, uh, cruise uh, vessels, uh, fishing trawlers, uh, support vessels, and so on and so on. As example, a uh, large uh, Russian oil and gas company, Navatex, is planning to order five large gas carriers uh, per year from uh, a new uh, shipyard Zvezda on the far east in Russia. Maxim. Thank you very much for all these uh, insights on the different segments. This was um, really, really uh, insightful and, uh, and helpful. I, I hope I hope for our listeners too. All this data is pulled from two of the major power system research databases, OELINK, the database of OEM production and forecast data, and EngineLink, which provides engine production forecast and specification data. Look for reports on Russia every month in the PSR Power Talk news reports and on this podcast every quarter. Then please contact us for more information on the power products such as those we discussed here today. Thank you very much, folks. To read a transcript of this podcast, visit the PSR website at powersys.com and click on the podcast archive. Thank you for joining the PSR Power Talk podcast. This podcast will be available on demand. Search for PSR Power Talk in your podcast app or Google Power Systems Research to sign up today.